Coffee to the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Everybody, welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name is Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, November the 1st, 2020. I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks, as always, for following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Make sure you check out prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot for all your t-shirt needs. Patreon.com slash catchhookshoot for bonus content. And our uh, our other web store, catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for stuff you can't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. So, let's dive right into everything going on in the world of pro wrestling this week. Starting it off, like always, with the match of the week. All right, so this week's match of the week comes from WWE Hell in a Cell last week, and it was the uh, match between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Um, I am absolutely loving this storyline with uh, Roman and Jey. Some of the best storytelling that WWE has done in a very, very long time. Um, you know, just incorporating the family element into it, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a great storyline. These two put on a great match. It was the uh, really first ever I Quit match inside the hell in a cell and these guys just beat the hell out of each other and i saw a lot of people online complaining oh it was too long it was boring and this and that i I, honestly i i don't know what these people were watching because i didn't even realize how long of a match it was because i was sucked into the story that was being told so i mean i just i thought it was a fantastic match between these two guys again told a great story and uh, really, you know, advance the storyline. And I'm, you know, th- this is pretty much what I tune into SmackDown every week to see is where this storyline is going. This is this is what I'm, you know, uh, this is what I want to see on SmackDown every week. So, uh, yeah, match of the week this week from WWE Hell in a Cell, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. If you haven't seen it, go back and check it out. It, it's definitely, you know, uh it's definitely worth your time to check this match out because it was very, very good. So moving on to the next segment here. It's my top three highlights of the week, and it is called The Three Count. All right, so first up on The Three Count this week is uh, from Monday Night Raw, the uh, Firefly Funhouse and Moment of Bliss segments with uh, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Um yeah, I this again is uh, another great, uh, not really a storyline, but just kind of seeing where these characters are going with Bray and Alexa. Um, you know, I'm very impressed with the uh, the character change that Alexa Bliss has gone through the last couple of months, uh, being associated with Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, and uh, you know, seeing uh, Randy Orton on Moment of Bliss, and you know, you can just see the 
the difference in Alexa's character, and then the fiend came out, and she's just kind of sitting up on the on the turnbuckle, just enjoying the the carnage that's going on. And it was just uh, you know some some really great great segments. So I don't know if uh, they're working Bray Wyatt and the fiend into the uh, the world title picture or exactly what's going to come out of that, but I'm definitely interested to uh, to find out. Number two on the three count this week from Impact on Tuesday night. Who the hell shot Johnny Bravo? That's what I want to know. You know, they're having the uh, uh, typical wrestling wedding in the in the middle of the ring with Johnny Bravo and Rosemary. All of a sudden, the lights go out. You hear a big bang, and uh, lights come back up. Johnny Bravo's laying on the mat, bleeding from the chest, and Tommy Dreamer comes in, checks him out, and you know, screams no, and it just a, a an entertaining segment. And I I am willing to bet pretty much anything that this is a Tommy Dreamer creation, because uh, you know there there was of course back in the ECW days uh, a time when Dreamer wanted to literally get shot in the ring, like have a professional shooter in the crowd, and you know just give him like a flesh wound or something. And of course Paul Heyman. Uh, one of the better decisions he made with ECW was kind of nixing that because, you know, you, you can't be firing a live rounds in a uh, in a crowd like that. But uh, the the way Impact did it, you know, it was an empty arena. Obviously, lights went out. You just heard the big bang. So, you know, they they did it pretty well. But uh, yeah, uh, again, you know, with Impact, I, uh, I I'm really. I, I don't know. I'm a fan of this whole uh, anything involving Rosemary with Impact. I, I am a fan of. I am a fan of Rosemary. So I, I'm definitely going to continue uh, watching and finding out where this is going to go. <clears throat> and third on the three count from Friday Night SmackDown, the opening promo of the show with Roman Reigns and Jay Uso in the ring. And uh, yeah, basically just just the the raw emotion that you could see coming off of Jay Uso telling Roman he hated him and he doesn't respect him and and all this kind of stuff it was just very again great great storytelling with this storyline with uh with Roman and uh, and Jay Uso so uh yeah that that is the three count for this week so moving into uh the news and rumors and things like that first of all let's go through the uh, WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with the results of course I already talked about Roman defeating Jey Uso in that I quit match Uh, at the end of the match Afa and Sika were at the top of the ramp greeted Roman Reigns and uh, gave him the uh, the symbolic uh, beads around his neck proclaiming him the uh, the tribal chief of the uh, of the family uh, Elias actually picked up a victory over Jeff Hardy uh, in their match. Uh, the Miz defeated Otis, so Miz is now uh, once again Mr. Money in the Bank, so we'll see uh, exactly how and when he cashes that in. Uh, and in the midst of that match, we saw Tucker actually turn on Otis, uh, hit him with the briefcase, and that's how the Miz was able to pick up that victory. Uh, Sasha Banks defeated Bailey in another great Hell in a Cell match. This was this would be a close second for match of the week. Would be Sasha and Bailey. They put on a fantastic match in Hell in a Cell, and Sasha is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, Lashley defeated Slapjack in kind of an impromptu match. This one wasn't announced beforehand, but it was a U.S. title match. Um, Slapjack from the uh, uh, Retribution stable. And then uh, Randy Orton defeated Drew McIntyre to become the new WWE champion. Kind of disappointed with this one, not with the match, but with the uh, the result. I was really hoping, you know, McIntyre would retain the title for uh, for a while longer. But 
uh, WWE had other ideas. So uh, moving on to Monday Night Raw, we're getting the uh, Survivor Series teams are starting to come together for the uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Apparently NXT not involved with Survivor Series this year. It's just going to be Raw versus SmackDown. So on the Raw side, we had uh, AJ Styles, Sheamus, and Keith Lee qualified for the Monday Night Raw men's team. And on the women's team, we've got Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana are the Raw women's uh, Survivor Series team. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it looks like, looks like Lana is getting a, a little bit of a push here. Um, you know, she's being pushed as kind of the, uh, the underdog, I guess you could say, because she keeps catching... Uh, not really catching beatdowns, but she's been put through the announce table like five or six times by Nia Jax, and uh, this week was no different. Same thing happened at the end of the end of her match where she qualified for the team. Um, and oh, okay, uh, sorry, I lost my place here. Also, for Survivor Series, we're going to see uh, champions versus champions. Bobby Lashley is going to be taking on Sami Zayn, the U.S. title versus the Intercontinental title. Of course, these are non-title matches; it's just for brand supremacy. Uh, New Day going to be taking on the Street Profits. Asuka will be taking on Sasha Banks. Uh, Roman will be taking on Randy Orton. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be all the all of the uh, respective champions from each brand taking each other on. Moving on to NXT, this week was their Halloween Havoc event, and it was, uh, it was very good. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I didn't have uh, uh, real high expectations going into this one, but I thought it was a, a really, really good show. Johnny Gargano did pick up the victory over Damian Priest for the uh, the North American Championship, and this was a uh, spin-the-deal-make-the-wheel match, and it was not a coal miner's glove on a pole match, thank God. Uh, it ended up being a Devil's Playground match. It was basically a no-holds-barred match. Uh, there was interference from somebody dressed up as the... Uh, the Ghostface character from the Scream movies interfered and helped out Gargano in his victory. And that, uh, that same person actually tried to help out Candice LeRae in her uh, uh, in her women's championship match against Io Shirai. But uh, Shotzi Blackheart intervened in that one. And uh, so Io Shirai was able to retain in what was called a tables, ladders, and scares match. This was also a uh, spin, the, spin the wheel, make the deal match. Uh, again, another very, very good match between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Now, the uh, uh, the rumor going around online is that the person that was dressed up in the Scream outfit was uh, Indy Hartwell. We've seen the last couple of weeks she's kind of been uh, helping out the Garganos with their, uh, with their matches and things like that. So uh, it appears she's going to be associated with them in one way or another. I'm sure we're going to find out more about that in the next few weeks, uh, exactly what that relationship is going to be. Uh, we saw Pete Dunne make his return to NXT and uh, immediately turned heel. And this happened during a segment Pat McAfee was in the ring with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Uh, was talking about how, you know, he enlisted the help of uh, Ridge Holland to take out Adam Cole at the last takeover. Uh, and then he enlisted uh, Lorcan and Burch after they injured Holland and put him out. Uh, and... Uh, this time, Kyle O'Reilly, who was kind of the last man standing from Undisputed Era, came out with Pete Dunne. Uh, looked like Pete Dunne was going to be helping Kyle O'Reilly out. And like I said, he immediately turned heel, attacked uh, attacked Kyle O'Reilly with the chair. And he is now part of Pat McAfee's uh, group that he's got going on. So uh, he's got a he's got a strong group going. I mean, Pete Dunne, Danny, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan, uh, that, that, is, uh, that is no joke. That is a... A brutal, hard-hitting uh, group that he's got, and I'm, I'm anxious to see if he's going to add anybody else. If uh, 
you know, Ridge Holland is going to be part of that group when he comes back, if the group is still still a thing. I mean, uh, apparently Holland's going to be out for a while. He's got a broken leg, so I'd, it's, I'd guess at least a couple, three, four months. Who knows? So I'm um, interested to see where this is going to go. Uh, kind of an odd match that took place during Halloween Havoc. Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis in a Haunted House of Horrors match. And this was another, started off as a cinematic match in an actual house. And there were like zombies and, and stuff like that running around. And um, did end back at uh, uh, at the, uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center, as they call it, at the WWE for Performance Center. And... Uh, yeah, Dexter Loomis was victorious in that one, but like I said, all in all, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised at the Halloween Havoc show. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, moving on to SmackDown, they also had their qualifying matches for their uh, Survivor Series teams. Now, on the men's side, Kevin Owens and Jey Uso so far have qualified for the men's team, and Bianca Belair has qualified for the women's team. Uh, we found out next week Carmella is going to make her return, so it'll be interesting to see where exactly they're going to go with Carmella's character. Uh, and then we saw uh, another segment in the ring with uh, Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah Mysterio. Uh, Murphy basically came out and said he wanted to apologize to Dominic and uh, to Aaliyah's family for everything that he had done while he was associated with Seth Rollins. Um, Dominic and Rey Mysterio did not come out when he asked them to, uh, but uh, Seth Rollins did. Seth Rollins got in the ring trying to talk Murphy into coming back, being his disciple again, saying that he would accept Aaliyah as well. Um, then Buddy Murphy, you know, attacked Seth Rollins. Um, Dominic did end up uh, coming down, coming down to the ring and uh, jumping on Rollins as well. Rollins left the ring and. Then Murphy and Dominic started fighting Aaliyah, trying to separate them. Uh, this brought Rey Mysterio down to the ring and uh, basically ended in Aaliyah proclaiming that she loves Buddy Murphy and, uh, you know, saying that she's not going to go with uh, with Rey and Dominic. And, uh, yeah, just uh, it's it's a weird angle to me. I mean, it, it's I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it's not a new angle in pro wrestling. It's just uh, I know a lot of people are taking issue with the fact that Aaliyah is, you know, 19 years old. She's still technically a teenager, and Buddy Murphy's like 35, um, you know. But when it comes down to it, I mean, Aaliyah's an adult. She, you know, obviously made the decision for herself if she, you know, has signed on a, a, a short-term contract with WWE for the storyline or whatever it is. I mean, you know, she, <clears throat> she she obviously made the decision for herself to, to go ahead with the storyline. I would assume she got the blessing of uh, of her parents because they're involved in the storyline as well, you know. So I, I mean, if all parties involved are okay with it, I I don't think anybody else should really have an issue with it, you know. Now, if she was underage, that would be a totally different story. If she was like sixteen, seventeen years old, totally different story, and it would be a felony. But you know, she she is an adult. She obviously has um, you know made the decision to participate in this WWE storyline so let's let's just leave it at that just uh, you know watch and enjoy guys I mean come on it's just it's just television you know it's not that serious but uh, then uh, coming up next week we're actually gonna have a rematch between Bailey and Sasha Banks for the Smackdown women's title so if, uh, if Bailey does get the title back it'll be Bailey versus Asuka at Survivor Series uh, and uh, at the end of the show, when uh, when Jey Uso qualified for the men's Survivor Series team, it was uh, in a match against Daniel Bryan. Jey Uso was victorious. Uh, but then after the match, Roman Reigns came down 
And uh, yeah, we saw a very, very vicious heel turn from Jey Uso just continued uh, just beating Daniel Bryan down after the match and uh, just mercilessly, you know, inside the ring, outside the ring. And uh, so looks like Jey Uso is firmly with Roman Reigns now. Uh, I've got some NXT UK news. Haven't reported on them in a little bit. They actually, they did start back up a few weeks ago, but honestly, I haven't uh, haven't had a chance to uh, to catch up with NXT UK since they started back. So uh, I, I, you know, that's uh, that's on me. But uh, they've got going on right now a uh, uh, yeah, I forgot the name of the stupid tournament they have going on right now. The Heritage Cup. That's the one. Um, it's been going on for a couple of weeks. Uh, and it was a uh, an eight-man tournament. Uh, the men in the tournament, Alexander Wolf, Noam Dar, A-Kid, Flash Morgan Webster, Dave Mastiff, Joseph Connors, Trent Seven, and Kenny Williams. Uh, we are down to the semifinals now. Uh, with, uh, the two semifinal matches are going to be Noam Dar versus A-Kid and Dave Mastiff versus Trent Seven. Now, if I had to pick the final for this one, I would pick Noam Dar and Trent Seven as the final. But I have a feeling that maybe Dave Mastiff might... Uh, might end up picking up the victory over Trent Seven, but we'll have to see. The uh, the semifinals are coming up this week on uh, on NXT UK, and the rules of this tournament are uh, are pretty interesting. Uh, the matches consist of six three minute rounds with twenty second breaks in between. All the matches are two out of three falls. Falls can be won by pinfall submission uh, or countout. Uh, once a fall occurs, that's the end of the round. Uh, the match ends once either wrestler has two falls, so it doesn't have to go all six rounds. Uh, in the event of a DQ or a knockout, the match is over. Uh, so somebody gets disqualified there, you know, or, or knocked out, that's it. Their opponent is the winner right there and then. Uh, and if all six rounds are completed, whoever's ahead on falls wins the match. So apparently that would, you know, make it a one-fall contest. Uh, it doesn't really say, you know, if what happens if there's a tie looking at the rules here, but uh, apparently there haven't been any, so I would assume there probably won't be any. Uh, and also, Jordan Devlin made his return to NXT UK, still carrying the original NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, and this is this is interesting because they made mention a lot about uh, uh, about Santos Escobar being the uh, uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion and how uh, uh, Jordan Devlin, you know, not happy about somebody being a uh, quote-unquote pretender to the throne and things like that. So, uh, you know, I would definitely think once uh, travel is a little bit more, uh, you know, less restricted, I should say, you know, we're eventually going to see Santos Escobar taking on Jordan Devlin for the, uh, you know, to unify the NXT Cruiserweight Championships or... You know, maybe they'll have a cruiserweight champion in the UK and one in the US. Who knows? Not really sure how WWE is going to handle that, but they're definitely keeping it in people's minds that there are two cruiserweight champions at the moment. Uh, and then the main event on NXT UK, just another brutal, hard-hitting match uh, with Walter defending the NXT UK championship against Ilya Dragunov. And looking at these guys, you know, you would think it would be a mismatch because Walter definitely has a big size advantage over Dragunov. But this match was just back and forth, hard hitting brutality. Both guys just beat the crap out of each other. I mean, this it, and it was a, a great match. If you haven't seen this one, you know, if you haven't checked out NXT UK in a little while, uh, you know, go back and check this one out because these two put on an amazing match. 
Uh, moving on to AEW, Hangman Page defeated Wardlow to move on to the finals of the, uh, the championship eliminator tournament. And on the other other semifinal of that tournament, Kenny Omega defeated uh, Penta L Zero. So uh, the final is going to be as predicted by most people. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page coming up uh, next weekend at full gear. Uh, then we saw a, uh, I guess, a town hall meeting with MJF and Chris Jericho. MJF still trying to get into the uh, the inner circle. And, uh, you know, Jericho uh, basically challenged MJF to a match at full gear. So uh, that's, that's one I want to see. I, I'm making an early prediction. That match could steal the show with Jericho and MJF because they both play the cocky, conceited, arrogant, cowardly heel uh, to a T. But when it comes to in the ring, they are, you know, they're both amazing in the ring. So I can't wait to see that match. And if MJF wins that match, he gets to join inner circle. If not, then he's out. Uh, Cody Rhodes retained the TNT Championship against Orange Cassidy in another great match with these with these two guys. And, uh, you know, this one was a lumberjack match. Now, there was some interference from the Dark Order behind the referee's back and behind Cody's back as well. Uh, Jonathan Silver jumped in the ring and uh, knocked out Orange Cassidy, and that's really what allowed Cody to pick up the victory. So I'm not sure where they're going with that, if the Dark Order was trying to help Cody or exactly what's going to what's gonna go on with that. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, I think the business between Cody and the Dark Order definitely not finished. Uh, and then we also found out that uh, Hikaru Shida will be finally defending the AEW Women's Championship against Nyla Rose at full gear. Nyla has been the number one contender for a little while, and uh, you know she is the one who lost the Women's Championship to Hikaru Shida, so we're finally going to get to see that rematch between these two. Uh, I've got some Ring of Honor news. Uh, Marty Skrull is no longer listed on the Ring of Honor roster page on their website. Now, this is uh, relating back to the speaking out movement that happened over the summer where uh, so many people came out and spoke out and named names and just uh, spoke out about all of the... Uh, sexual misconduct just to use kind of an umbrella term to cover everything so there was so much stuff that was exposed uh, but the the sexual misconduct that went on in wrestling and marty Skrull was uh one of the names that was that was named at that time so uh and it, you know basically at that point uh ring of honor kind of took him um <clears throat> yeah they he uh, hasn't been fired that i've uh, that i've read about at this point and uh you know he had just signed a new ring of honor contract which came as a surprise to a lot of people because i think everybody expected him to go to aew with the rest of the elite but uh yeah his new contract actually also made him the head booker which those duties now are being taken care of by delirious um so uh but yeah he uh, has been removed from the the ring of honor roster page so he is uh i i would say at best inactive at this point with ring of honor uh and possibly you know i don't know if they what would be involved in terminating his contract if there would be some uh some kind of huge payoff they'd have to make to him or whatever it might be but uh it's not uh, not looking good for marty Skrull with his uh, ring of honor career uh and the finals of the uh, the pure championship tournament are set uh surprisingly it will be tracy williams taking on jonathan gresham uh now i had predicted it would be jonathan gresham and jay lethal in the finals uh you know the tag team champions going against each other but uh tracy williams was able to edge out the victory over 
Jay Lethal. So it'll be Tracy Williams and Jonathan Gresham. I cannot wait to see that match coming up. Uh, should be this next weekend, I believe. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that one. Uh, moving on to Impact, Rich Swan was able to retain the Impact World Championship in a rematch, uh, an impromptu rematch against uh, Eric Young to kick off the show. Uh, we found out that the uh, the Knockouts Tag Team Championship Tournament is going to be starting in three weeks to uh, to crown new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, Sue Young will be defending the Knockouts Championship against Deanna Perrazzo next week in a rematch from the uh, from Bound for Glory. Uh, still no news on Kylie Ray. Impact is uh, is keeping keeping a pretty tight lid on whatever's going on with Kylie. Um, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully everything's good with Kylie. Uh, Kylie Ray, of course, one of one of my favorites, uh, just ever, and one of the uh, one of the nicest, sweetest people you ever want to meet. So uh, I don't know if there's uh, something personal going on with her, or maybe this is a storyline thing. I don't think so. I think this is uh, a real life issue that's going on. Uh, but uh, whatever it is, hopefully, you know, hope to see Kylie back on Impact uh, sooner rather than later. Um, then. Uh, yeah, we saw uh, Rich Swan have a couple of confrontations backstage. First of all, with Moose, the self-proclaimed TNA World Champion, uh, and then with uh, Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. So uh, Swan has no shortage of challengers for the Impact World Championship. We'll have to see who, uh, yeah, who is going to be uh, who's going to be the first one to come after that title now that seemingly Swan is done with Eric Young. Then we saw a, another confrontation with Moose with uh, Willie Mack. Now that is a match I would not mind at all seeing. So uh, hopefully we'll be getting that one sometime soon with uh, with Moose taking on Willie Mack, most likely for the uh, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we finally have a date for the return of MLW to TV. They will be returning on uh, Wednesday, November eighteenth, on their uh, the usual outlets uh i personally i watch it on youtube because don't get the tv channels that they uh, appear on here in chicago but uh so yeah mlw returning to uh returning to tv wednesday november 18th so uh, about a little over three weeks away or a little over two weeks away excuse me so uh looking forward to that because i mlw is one that i've missed so i i cannot uh, can't wait to see them back on uh, some NWA news. We've got a new NWA World Women's Champion in Serena Deeb. She actually had her first title defense this past week on Dynamite and was uh, was successful in that. She retained her championship, and uh, yeah, Serena defeated. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah. Oh man, my my brain is just not working today, guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, Serena Deeb, the uh, the new NWA World Women's Champion, and uh, defeated Thunder Rosa for that championship. Took me a minute to remember her name. I cannot believe that. But uh, and there was there was a rumor floating around that the reason Thunder Rosa dropped the title was because she was signing with WWE. Uh, Billy Corrigan himself actually chimed in on that and said, "No, Thunder Rosa's under contract with NWA through 2021." So that was that rumor was squashed rather quickly by Billy Corrigan. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for all the uh, news and rumors for this week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with your Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey to wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut, and I'm going to begin with some discouraging indie news, and we all kind of knew this was coming. But beyond... 
Wrestling, Glory Pro Wrestling, and St. Louis Anarchy have all um, shut down production for the rest of 2020. Uh, Beyond Wrestling put out a tweet and Facebook post about canceling their upcoming tag show and pretty much closed down for the rest of the year. Um, they said there will be no more live shows, live events, but they're you never know with Beyond Wrestling if they do a close door match for the end, at the end of the year. So stay tuned to that. Uh, Gloria Pro and St. Louis Anarchy are closing uh, pretty much due to um, regulations being set by the states. Um, here in Illinois, Region 4 is rolling back again and closing down and limiting the number of people to uh, venues. So. Both of them have closed down for the rest of 2020. If any of you did have tickets to their events, uh, contact them for your uh, refund or whatever, and they hope to be back sometime in 2021. And then check out their YouTube pages or um, any other thing to help their promotion during this while they're closed. So check them out if you can. That's Beyond Wrestling, Glory Pro Wrestling, and St. Louis Arnicky. Uh, now to uh, CML, now to wrestling, and I'll update you on that CMLL fight from last Friday. There was a women's world title match, two out of three falls, of course, where Princessa Sukit defeated champion Marcella to become new champion. Uh, then... In the CML World Tag Title match, two out of three falls, it was Christico and Mystico who were champions, and they defeated Teton and Valador Jr. Uh, as of last night, Valador Jr. was not in the match that I noticed, so hopefully all is well with him. Now we go on to uh, Saturday, October 24th, uh, Russell Pro Dream 16, day 2020, day one, from New Jersey. Uh, they had uh, first round tournament matches with Max Caster defeating Gangrel, Brian Fillion Jr. defeating Brad Hollister, Bobby Wayward defeated Habib and the Car Wash. Oh, from the Car Wash. Sorry about that. Uh, TJ Crawford defeated Richard Holiday. Micah Taylor defeated Elia Barras. Aaron Rourke defeated VSK. You might have seen him on. Dynamite this week being slaughtered by Sean Spears. Uh, LSG defeated Ken Dixon. And in the final match was Nick Stapp defeating Rini Pacifico. Then on to Idaho Wrestling Club. Uh, Dia del Los Mortes 2020 for the Russell, in the Russell Club Potato Bowl title match. Champion Jay Cruz defeated John Henry. And no DQ match, Rick Knight defi defeated Marcus Anderson. Uh, then went to Wrestling for a Cause, ninth anniversary show from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, the, for the Hometown Heroes title match, champion Tim Rockwell uh, went against Dmitry Alexandrov to a no contest. Uh, and their tag title match, the Real Dirty Brawlers, 
Regular Champions defeated Paul Puerto Rico and Tino Valentino. And for their heavyweight title, no DQ match versus career match. Uh, Sam Stackhouse defeated champion Alex Royal to become a new champion. And I guess to retire Alex Royal. Uh, on to Universal Wrestling Enterprises in Cadillac, Michigan. I love this name, that's why I put it. Chris P. Bacon defeated Austin Spicoli. And in their tag title match, uh, Kevin O'Reilly and Meat Hook Sobannon, who are champions, defeated Kyle Blanchard and Nick Green. Uh, Total Psychopath Wrestling, Holla Wicket from Maryville, Tennessee. In a Lego Deathmatch, J.W. Dalton defeated Sussend. In a Monsters Ball match, our friend the Beastman defeated Hunter Wolf and Mason Martin. Uh, check out Beastman's Twitter for this one because there's a clip of him busting through the floor as he left the ring. So, look up the Beastman Wrestler if you want. Beastman Husk, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, he, he exited the ring and both feet went through the floor. And this he just kept on going. So, it, it's a must-see, I, I gotta say. Uh, for the TPW Heavyweight title, Champion Steve Burns defeated Miles Millennium. In a non-title casket tag match, I would like to see this one. Briar Wellington and Matt Rabby defeated Keith Gavins and Mike Kiganen. Uh, in their main event, it was a death match with John, Ma John Wayne Murdoch defeating J.W. Dalton. Then there was Total Chaos Wrestling Nail in the Coffin from Taylor, Michigan, where Dread King Logan defeated Shane Douglas. Yes, the same Shane Douglas from the Triple Threat. From ECW, Dean Douglas from WWE. So, Shane Douglas is still technically wrestling. Who knew? Uh, then on to Titan Championship Wrestling, Goddesses of War 3, Halloween Ground from Ocean Gate, New Jersey, uh, where Holiday defeated Vita Von Starr, Christina Marie defeated Layla Hirsch, Danny Moe defeated Ray Lynn. So, both of those were at Warrior Wrestling before. Uh, their goddess title match, champion Vicious Vicky defeated Gabby Ortiz. And in a Noho It's Bard match, Riley Shepard defeated Lady Frost. Uh, on to Synergy Pro Wrestling from Paulsboro, New Jersey. Uh, KTB defeated Kit Osborne. Matt McIntosh defeated Wheeler Yuta. Uh, that was actually a good match. Uh, for their Synergy Cruiserweight crown... The World Contender Ship Match, Casey Cantal defeated Ellis Taylor. On uh, the Cruiserweight Crown Title Match, Champion TJ Crawford defeated Casey Navarro. In a Synergy Title Number One Contender Four-Way Match, uh, Eric Corvas defeated Deshaun Pratt, Frightmare, and Whisper. And for the Synergy three Title Three-Way Match, Brandon Kirk, who was Champion, defeated Jordan Oliver and Warhorse. Uh, on to Southern Violence and Wrestling, The Evil Dead from Athens, Georgia. Uh, they had a hardcore title Buried Alive match, which Chop Top defeated Ryan Murdoch, who was champion. So uh, Chop Top is the new champ there. 
on to Platinum Championship Wrestling, Swamp Rules, from Covington, Georgia, where they had a Dealer's Choice title squeal like a pig match, where champion Hold My Beer Hansen defeated Marco. Now, I don't know if that was Marco starting or some other Marco, but Hold My Beer Hansen won a match. On uh, to Livewire Wrestling, Final Encounter, uh, Augusta, from Augusta, Georgia, in a LW title steel cage match. Uh, Matt Sells defeated champion Jeremy Cruz to become the champion. Over to IWA Mid-South 24th Anniversary Show. We are IWA from Indianapolis, Indiana. For the Mid-South Women title match, uh, Thunder Kitty defeated champion Haley J to become new champion. In their heavyweight title match, champion Jay Chris defeated Flash Flanagan. In a Vixens of Wrestling title duet match, uh, Jesse Bell defeated Alex Crowley and Amazing Maria to become the champion. Uh, in a body bag match, uh, Zodiac defeated Pompano Joe. And then the last main event was Mance Warner defeating Kevin Giza. Uh, then as you all know, uh, Impact Wrestling, Bound for Glory was on. Uh, that was actually a pretty decent main event pay-per-view. Uh, if Kylie Ray, if you're out there listening, we're behind you, and whatever you do next, do what you gotta do. Don't worry about everyone else. Do what you gotta do. Uh, on to girl fight. Uh, IWAP. Anything guys can do from Mount Vernon, Illinois. Uh, they had a girl fight tournament, which. Uh, Jocelyn Navarro defeated Megan Myers. Kenzie Page defeated. Abby Vec, Raven Black defeated Ms. Hyde, and Mickey Knuckles defeated Katie Dream. So in the semifinals, it was Kenzie Page defeating Jocelyn Navarro, and Mickey Knuckles defeating Raven Black. And in their tournament final match, Mickey Knuckles defeated Kenzie Page. Uh, there was a fist combat brawl for it all from San Diego, California. For the fifth title match, champion Slice Boogie defeated Ryan Kidd. Uh, for their combat tag title match, Joseph Dredd and Randy Order uh, defeated champions Hawkamelon and Pickle Jim. Uh, haven't seen them in a while, so nice to see they were back in action, but they lost. And then in the fifth television title match, uh, Eddie Eastless defeated Hero Gigolo to become new champion. And to Coastal Championship Wrestling, uh, Hardcore Heaven from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where they had a ladies title match with Camille Brickhouse, yeah, Camille from NWA. Uh, she defeated Marina Tucker by DQ, so she's not new champ. Uh, then there was Bram defeating Bugs Morgan, and in a hardcore match, Sabu defeated Alex Ocean. So nice to see some NWA talent. Still wrestling, other than on the UWN Net Live. Uh, then there was an American Combat Wrestling World Wrestling Network co-promotion from Tampa, Florida. Uh, nothing really important there. Uh, then up to Real Canadian Wrestling, Saturday Night Fights from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, KB6, who was champion, defeated Machete. 
Yeah. And then their Canadian heavyweight title, champion heavy metal, defeated Son of Irish. Uh, then over to Pure Power Wrestling, Nightmare Before Halloween, from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Canada. Um, in a heavyweight title, 60-man Ironman match, uh, Sidney Steele defeated Travis Copeland, three, three falls to two, to become new champion. Then finally over to Japan for Wrestling Wave. Kabuki Cho Weekender took place. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Road to Power Struggle Day 2 took place. Uh, where most of these are Team Winnipeg Great Okarn and Will Ospreay and finding out how to beat Okada and some tag team partner of his choosing. That's pretty much how this, the rest of the Power Struggle is going to go until the main event. So I don't have to go into those matches. Um... Yeah, uh, Dragon Gate, Gate of Victory, Day 13 took place. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Raising an Army Memorial Series, Day 3 took place. Yeah, nothing really took place there. Then down to Adelaide Championship Wrestling, Evolve 30, from Prospect, South Australia. Where they had an Evolve title match. Uh, Champion Riley defeated Joe Mundo. And in their heavyweight title match, champion Matt Hader defeated Zach Sabbath. Uh, and then on to Suplex Pro Wrestling, Chapter 20, from East Chinook, South Wales, Australia. So Australia's running a couple shows, nice to see. In uh, their Suplex Tag Title match, Matt Gage and Miles Malice defeated champions Alex Irvin and Nate Carlo to become the champions. Uh, then on to a promotion. I'm not sure if they're copying a name or having their own, but there was a Warrior Wrestling. There's another Warrior Wrestling company out there from, and they had a one Hunga showdown from Auckland, New Zealand. So New Zealand, you're on the map, even though with a wrong name. <laughs> uh, where Hernare and Jamie Tagetsu defeated Dave O'Connor and TK Cooper. So Hernari and TK Cooper are back in New Zealand to help out. Uh, on to Sunday, October 25th, Crystal Pearl Dream 16 Day 2. Uh, we got the quarterfinal matches of Baby Bobby Wayward defeating Micah Taylor, TJ Crawford defeating Max Caster, LSG defeating Aaron Rourke, Brian Pillman Jr. defeating Nick Stapp. Uh, in a ladies match, Lady Frost defeated Tracy Taylor. Uh, in those semifinal matches, Baby Way Bobby, sorry about that, Bobby Wayward defeated Cheese Crawford. Brian Pimlin Jr. defeated Aaron Rourke. And in the finals, it was ba Bobby Way Wayward defeating Brian Pimlin Jr. Uh, tough to see Brian not win that one, but probably cool nonetheless. Uh, then there was H2O Wrestling, Hardcore Hustle, uh, Organization, Tree Matt Tremont Retirement Party. Whereas uh, Team Tremendous of Bill Carr and Dan Barry defeating Effie, of all people, at Matt Tremont. Uh, then All-Star Pro Wrestling from Bethany, Oklahoma took place. Uh, we're in their 
uh, five-star title match. Uh, Brawler Morrison defeated Champion Gemini to become the champion. Uh, then there was a Pizza Party Wrestling bout for, 19, bout for Clout 1999. If you want to see that at TV, check that out. Uh, then on to International Wrestling Revolution Group from Mexico. Uh, for their Intercontinental Middleweight title match, uh, Dragon Bane defeated champion Demonal Inferno to become the champion. Over to Japan where Actress Girls and where a show took place. Uh, DDT Road to Ultimate Party 2020 took place where Shima was back in action defeating Soma Taiko. And the KO'd six-man tag title match, uh, Eruption of Katsada Higuchi, Saki Aki, and Yukio Sakaguchi, who are champions, uh, defeated the Disaster Box of Kajuki Hirata, Naomi Ishimoro, and Yuki Uno. And then right after that, for the KO'd tag titles, uh, Eruption defeated champion, uh, defeated the, the champions of Naomi Yoshimura and Yuki Uno to become the champions. So that's pretty cool to see. Uh, World Wo World Women Pro Wrestling Diana show took place with a ha Halloween Battle Royal. Uh, so check that out on YouTube. Uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom show took place. Um, yeah, uh, Ice Ribbon, New Ice Ribbon, 1077 took place. Uh, New Japan, they rode this Power Struggle, Day 3 took place. Uh, then on to Stardom, Goddesses of Stardom League, Day 5. And the Goddesses of Stardom Tag League matches, uh, Don Domundo of Hameka and Siri. But now four points defeated stars of Hanan and Sayalinda, who have zero points. And stars of Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid, who have now two points, defeated Mina, Mina Serikawa and Tam Nakano, who also have two points. And they introduced Mina as part of their stars group, so that was nice to see. Check that show off if you want. Uh, then on to Repro Revolution Epic Encounters 4. That was live on Twitch. So subscribe to Repro Wrestling on Twitch for further shows coming up. They plan to do more. Uh, Will Ospreay defeated JJ Gale. Uh, for the Repro Undisputed with British Women's title, Champion Giselle, Giselle Shaw defeated B. Priestley. And that was a really good match. Uh, on to Monday, October 26th, for the Marvelous title, Women's Pro Wrestling. Uh, there's an Asuka, Mei, Hasazuki, and Mio Momono defeated Mikado Shindo, Rin Kadukaro, and Takami Irua. Uh, pro, pro Wrestling Wave. Where Siri defeated Sakara Hiroto, and then later on, went, Siri went against Nagasi Nazaka to a 14-minute, 44-second draw.
uh, over to Pro Wrestling Academy Black Label uh, Premiership Day 2 from South Wales, Australia took place. Uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling Catch Grand Prix Day 1 took place. Uh, where Kara Noir defeated Midhan. Uh, then uh, October 27th, Tuesday, uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling Grand Prix Day 2 took place. Uh, Sunday Girls Pro Wrestling Keep Burning show took place. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah Prelude 2020. In uh, a six-man match, Go Shizaki, Kaido Kimura, and Suhei Tamaguchi defeated Katsuhiko Nakajima, Kanoi, and Yusiko Inamura. Uh, then back here in the States for United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live number 7. For the CWFH Heritage Heavyweight title, champion Ray Rojas defeated Kevin Martinson. For the NWA World's Tag, I mean World's Title Match, I'm sure you all heard about this. Serena Deeb defeated Thunder Rosa to become new champion. So let the Thunder Rosa speculation begin. Even though Billy Kirk and saying she's still with the NWA. And then in their UWN World Title Tournament first round match, Chris Dickinson defeated Peter Avalon. Uh, I suggest you check out next week's show where David Boy Smith. Oh, man. All right, I can't remember, but they have a the tournament's going on, and there are going to be more matches next week. Uh, then to Ohio Valley Wrestling, eleven oh seven took place. Check that out on YouTube. New South Pro Wrestling from Hans Hansieville, Alabama, uh, took place where Derek Neal defeated uh, Shug D. Uh, Heavy Metal Wrestling, New Texas Pro Wrestling. Uh, Grand Prix uh, took place from San Antonio, Texas. This was recorded, so for the UHMW Undisputed title, no DQ match, champion Kiefer Bardick defeated Kyler Ray. So people saw this and wondered why she was in Texas and not at Impact. It was recorded, but still a cool match nonetheless. Then October 28th, Wednesday, uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling Day 3 took place, uh, where Avalanche defeated Fast Time Mundo, or Mudo, sorry about that. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah Premier Prelude 2020 uh, took place. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, New Japan Day 4 took place. Uh, Ice Ribbon Peace Party number 59 took place. Uh, then Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 2, Number 2 took place. Uh, nothing really of importance to there. Uh, IWTV, The Mass Wrestler, Show Number 3, where Wildcat uh, defeated Marmalade, who turned out to be Lady Frost. That was a pretty decent match. Uh, up to Thursday, October 29th, Westside Extreme Wrestling, Day 4, Vincent Heisenberg defeated Tristan Archer. Uh, New Japan Day 5 took place. Uh, Stardom Day 6 took place. 
Sorry about that. Uh, Gaza Stardom Tag League Match. Stars of Mina Sirakawa and Tam Nakano, who now have four points, defeated Stars of Hanan and Sayaida. Uh, for the Future of Stardom title match, Champion Micah defeated Sayakama Tani in a very good match. And then for the Wonder of Stardom title match, Champion Julia defeated Himeka. And that was a really good match between those two. So check that out if you can. Uh, high Tension Wrestling Camp Leafrog. That, things that go bump in the night. Uh, in ring, open swim, and uh, out of the pool took place. Cool shows uh, where there was an uh, IWTV Independent Wrestling title match where Champion Warhorse defeated Violence. Uh, then here in Chicago, uh, AAW Professional Wrestling, uh, Alive Number Two from Marion Park, Illinois, took place. Fatal forward match of AC Romero defeated Braden Lee, Cody Lane, and Travis Titan. That was a good match to start off the show. Uh, Sky Blue defeated Sierra with her standing sliced bread. A very nice match. Uh, the one called Manders defeated Ace Perry with his Iowa Stampede. Uh, ACH and Fred Yehai went to a 20-minute draw in a very good match. Uh, Matthew Justice defeated Drake, Jake Christ uh, with a frog splash onto an aluminum siding, which was covering Jake. Uh, this was a very hard-fought match. Uh, Blake Christian defeated Stephen Wolf uh, with a wild, a wild cradle roll-up. And Stephen, on a side note, Stephen Wolf was one of Tracy Smunner's last trainees. So rest in peace, Tracy. Your boy did good on this night. Uh, for the AAW Tag Title Match, Ace Austin and Man Man Fulton, who are champions, uh, defeated Angel Dorado and Gringo Loco. Uh, um, Airwolf was injured. Uh, I'm guessing at the AAW show he did. But Ace Austin did his chokeslam blockbuster, blockbuster off of Man Man's shoulders uh, to the pin uh, on Hell to win. And then Hakeem Zayn and Kareem uh, defeated Jake Something and Mance Warner. Uh, this was uh, Hakeem Zayn, who was their heritage champion, pinning their heavyweight champion, Mance Warner, in a pretty decent match between those guys. Uh, then Friday, October 30th, Westside Extreme Wrestling in Germany. Faceless defeated Norman Harass. Uh, Big Japan uh, Tag League Final Round took place. Uh, Level Up Wrestling School Blackout Boogie from La Mesa, California took place. Uh, then for the Hardcore Hustle Organization, uh, the last Extreme Ganja weekend. Day one took place in a no rope barbed wire 200 light tubes death match. Uh, Ricky Shane Page defeated Matt Tremont in his last professional wrestling match. But we'll see how long that lasts, right? Uh, so, on to earlier today, uh, October 31st, uh, New Japan for Wrestling Day 6 took place. Uh, Ice Ribbon 1078, October Ice Ribbon Fest 2020. Where Ajakong and Abuki Hashi defeated Eoko Sato, 
Sato and Himeko Hoshi in the Fantastic Ice title TLC match. Champion Risa Sara defeated Mayu Ikaihai, Ukahai, sorry about that, uh, in their International Ribbon Tag Title match. Uh, Hiragi Kurumo and Muchi Miyagi, who are champions, defeated Maika Azaki and Rina Yamashita. And for the Ice Infinity title, champion Suzy Suzuki defeated Hiraka Umesaika. Saki. There was a 666 volume 99 Halloween show took place in Tokyo. Uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Strong and Junior 3 matches took place. Uh, nothing really important to there. So that's it for me. Till next time with any more any news or shows that come about. Uh, check out uh, 901 Wrestling on Twitch. If you can, they have a show coming up later tonight. Uh, the info's in the Twitch stream over there. Uh, don't forget to look up more of those YouTube channels and any Twitch streams from wrestlers that are still available. They're still out there, hopefully. I hope you enjoyed the cut. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. Stay safe, take care, and be kind to everyone. Back to you, Tim. All right, thanks a lot, Charlie. So let's keep it moving right along here. Let's get into the uh, the next segment where I get to play kind of armchair promoter here, and I am talking about the fantasy booker. Right, so we are continuing with the uh, the CHS faction tournament that's been going on the last several weeks. We have another first round matchup this week, and it is Evolution Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Batista against the Radicals: Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko. Now, this one, you know, I think most people would just automatically pick Evolution because, I mean, look just look at the look at the group of guys you know triple h rick flair randy orton and dave batista but uh i'm uh you know what for me in this one i went with the radicals and uh, people are not gonna like that i understand but uh you know when it comes to just uh just pure wrestling talent you're not going to find a better grouping of guys than Guerrero, Saturn, Benoit, Malenko. That it, you're just not. I mean, at that time, you know, at, at the time that the Radicals were a thing, Benoit and Malenko were the two best wrestlers in the world, and Eddie Guerrero was right up there with them. Eddie Guerrero had all the uh, all the charisma, and you know, he had the high flying, and uh, Perry Saturn was just very probably one of the most well rounded wrestlers out there as far as submission wrestling uh grappling striking and even a little bit of high flying himself um you know so i i gotta i i don't know maybe it's just a sentimental thing with me but i gotta give this one to the uh to the radicals over evolution and people are going to hate this one but uh you know what it it is what it is i mean you know eddie guerrero one of the greats of all time uh chris benoit i it's Chris Benoit. 
I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and sing his praises all day, but, uh, you know, he at, in his time, he was the best wrestler in the world, and I don't think too many people can argue with that. Uh, you know, same could be said for Dean Malenko, one of the one of the all-time greats, and I believe I named him as probably the most underrated wrestler in history, uh, just simply because he was uh, undersized, you know, at, at the time. In, in today's wrestling, Dean Malenko would thrive. Like, I would love to see a Dean Malenko versus Daniel Bryan match. Oh my God, how good would that be? But uh, so yeah, I'm I'm giving this one to the Radicals with the uh, with the upset over Evolution. So the Radicals moving on to the next round of the CHS faction tournament here. So uh, as if uh, as if that wasn't enough of a hot take, I'm gonna move on to my next segment here where I give a little bit of an unpopular opinion, and it is the weekly hot take. So my hot take for this week is this. WWE forcing wrestlers off of third-party platforms like Twitch and Cameo and Mixer and YouTube or whatever or taking over wrestlers' Twitch channels and things like that is complete bullshit. Honest to God, WWE has zero right to do this. And uh, now I can understand for the wrestlers who use their ring name on their Twitch channels. You know, I get that. They, you know, if they don't want them using their their ring name or any WWE affiliated logos or you know stuff like that, fine. I get that. I I take no issue with that. That's WWE owned intellectual property. I get it. But when it comes to somebody like Paige, who you know, when this mandate came down, the first thing that Paige did changed her the name on her Twitch stream to her real name. You know, she changed it from Paige to Soraya. So I I don't understand the issue. You know, uh, the only reason that the only logical reason I can see for WWE doing this, it's a power move because they want to own everything even remotely related to their their superstars who are independent contractors by the way, have every right to uh seek outside avenues of uh of income uh but it's just, it's a power move it's all about control and it's a money grab you know it's a cash grab by wwe because some of these streams are very very lucrative for these wrestlers and now wwe's seeing you know oh they're making x amount of dollars doing this stuff outside of wwe well we should be getting a part of that well no you really shouldn't you have no right to it you know you, you have no right telling these people what they can and can't do in their own on their own time with their own name in you know in Paige's case you know and especially in Paige's case she's not wrestling she has no active full-time role with WWE so I I don't get it and I mean I why does WWE have a problem with their wrestlers interacting with fans you know I mean I I just I don't get it it's bullshit it's a cash grab it's all about control, and there there's idiots arguing online. Oh well, WWE has every right to do that, and this and that, and um, you know, well, uh, whatever. You're idiots, okay? Plain and simple. You're morons if you're on WWE side in this. You you have no clue what you're talking about. And if it was being done to you, you'd be having just as much of a fit, 
So don't even sit here and tell me you wouldn't because you're a lying sack of shit if you do. And I have had this discussion with somebody online. That's why I'm a little adamant about it because he was just a lying douchebag saying, oh, I wouldn't have any problem. Bullshit. You, you know, you're you're making what I think somebody estimated Paige as making like $40,000 a month from her Twitch stream. And WWE's going to come in and take, what, 70% of that? F screw you. You know, you're... You're, and you're telling me you're going to be okay with your employer coming in and taking, you know, like, let's say my my day job wanted to come in and take 70% of whatever revenue I was making from this podcast. Kiss my ass. You ain't having it. it it's just not going to happen, period. You know, uh, you know, this is this is mine. I own this and you cannot have a piece of it period so you know anybody who says different anybody who says they would react differently is just a straight up lying sack of shit so uh yeah that's uh that's my little rant for this week that's my weekly hot take um you know wwe it, it's just uh it's it's very uh, questionable at best you know, the, them trying to do this. I mean, if WWE themselves want to have a Twitch presence, hey, great, create a WWE Twitch page and have, you know, different wrestlers on there, you know, every day or whatever, just doing different stuff and, you know, but let them have their own thing too. I don't understand what the problem is with a wrestler having something of their own. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, that's my hot take for this week. WWE is a just a, it's a, just a, you know, pulling off a, a cash grab. That's all they're doing. So anyway, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Uh, next week, the show will be dropping on Saturday, either uh, late morning, early afternoon, so that I can get my preview and predictions out for uh, for the uh, AEW Full Gear pay-per-view taking place Saturday night. So uh, make sure you tune in. Check that out next week on Saturday. But uh, until then... You know, again, thank you to everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. It's at CatchHookShoot. Head to Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for bonus content. ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for t-shirts. Uh, our other web store, CatchHookShoot.BigCartel.com for t-shirts and hats that you won't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So with that, I am going to sign off for this week. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the great wrestling coming up, and I will talk to you guys soon.